Okay. For all you people tuning in, all my Spotify members, my Anchor members, so on and so forth, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> See Jizzle on the Whizzle for the second episode of tonight. Started out talking about um, racism and racist teachers and critical race theory. And, um, and we talked about van life a little bit and a little bit about the goals on how to get there. And um, But now... Um, I want to tell you guys, I want you guys to kind of open your eyes to what I've been thinking. You know, for a while, um, <laughs> it's going to sound kind of crazy or funny, but for the longest time, I've had this vision on a home base to come back to. You know, I'm, I'm going to be out on the road taking trips in van life, seeing all the shit that I can see um, at, at times. There's going to be certain times when it's going to be great to come back home for six months or, and just have a home base, you know. And once I get older, it's going to be great to have a place that I can officially retire, you know, instead of climbing through mountains and shit if I really wanted to. So going to be the place that I probably end up dying, um, <clears throat> anyways, and I've always wanted to, um, I've, I've had this vision of a place called Fort FLJ, uh, which stands for Fort, um, Freedom, Liberty, and Justice, and I've always had this badass vision of like, you know, the old U.S. forts that they used to have with uh, huge fucking timbers that were pointed at the top and they were all in a circle and, you know, so tall that nobody could get in it and it was like fortified, you know, they had a ring and then they had another ring inside of that ring and it was like, if you get over the first wall, we're going to fucking kill you before you get over the second you know, and it was, that's just what I've had envisioned, you know, there's one way in and one way out, and it definitely will keep people off your property, you know, um, there's no way that they could have said, oh, I didn't know this was private property, after they get in there, you can kill them, so, you got signs posted everywhere, you gotta climb two fucking fences to get in here, yeah, so, I've always had this vision for my home base being out, out in the middle of nowhere, away from the beaten path, and in that same scenario. Um, but I've also wanted other things too. I want to have a little ghost town with a saloon, and I've always wanted to have... Um, place where maybe I can launch my own rockets off at, a place where I can set off fireworks and not care, you know, and then I got to thinking about other shit, and I'm like, 
not only do I want to have a place to park my van and be secure and have, you know, a nice little one-bedroom ranch-style house, maybe in Texas, maybe in Nevada, maybe in uh, Arizona, I don't know. One of those few states, probably. Um, but I also want to have my own boat. I got to watching this YouTuber named, uh, name of the channel is Sailing Uma. U is in umbrella, M is in man, and then A is in asshole. <laughs> and, um, he had a video where he was in a hurricane with this boat I think it was like off the coast of the Bahamas somewhere I don't know but anyways they survived this hurricane on this boat and I thought it was the most awesome thing ever to be riding in 30 foot waves um, tied up or anchored up and be stationary in the same spot and just sit there and eat dinner and chill like nothing's going on you get to step outside and it's kind of like being in the deep uh, Bering Sea or the North Baltic Seas that have huge 30 40 50 foot waves without actually being there <laughs> you know and then after the storm succeeds and it, it dies off it's paradise you're living in paradise. I mean, you get to go to fucking the Key West. You get to go to Turks and Caicos or the Bahamas or over to Cuba, off the coast of Cuba. I mean, there's so many fucking places that need to be seen. Go over to Cancun and visit there. I mean, so many different ports that you can visit. So many places to see. You can stock up on months and months and months of groceries and he has a uh, a boat that's powered off of electricity his motor for his boat is electric powered and he's got like 12 battle born lithium batteries that are uh, they're regen so basically what that means is it regenerates power back to the battery and it recharges them whenever you're kind of like when you're driving your car and your alternator recharges your battery it's the same thing with this boat when that propeller spins it re it regenerates more power for the battery um, and then he has his actual sails that he can put out kind of give the batteries a break let them charge up and just use the sails now in the past I've been fucking terrified of sailboats I mean just the thought of raising the sails and moving them and just seemed like a lot of work to me. But watching him do it, it's kind of like, hmm, this is a lot more easier than, you know, than I thought. And so then I got to look into other people that live on a boat, that travel the world. And it was really 
fucking interesting. It's like living van life, but on the water. And you get to go to different countries and try different foods, and you get to maybe bring those foods back, maybe in the freezer. Or you can catch fish or shrimp while you're diving. You can catch some fish or some shrimp and then cook it. That is fucking awesome to me, you know. And another thing, there was another guy um, who, yeah, he has a boat, but he went out on a charter service, which is somebody else's boat, that so they could tow him around on a on a rope. And he had this what they call a sub wing. S-U-B-W-I-N-G. And what it is, is the boat pulls you behind it like 50 feet or so off the back of the ship. And you go in really shallow waters like Bahamas or whatever. And you got this surfboard thing. It's It's like a... It looks like the Green Goblin's little... Uh, flying thing that he stands on. I don't know if you guys watch Spider-Man, but it looks like you can stand on it. Kind of like a... I don't know, man. It's hard to explain. But it's a flat piece of plastic. And it looks like a wing. And you grab onto it, and it pulls you through the water aerodynamically, and it's like you're kind of flying, but underwater. And um, there's a dolphin, this was down by Turks and Caicos, but there's a dolphin down there that's named Jojo the Dolphin. And you can type it in on YouTube, Um, but Jojo the Dolphin has been there for years, like 15 plus years. There's people five years ago that swam with him on there, and so he's like a celebrity. Everybody's talked about Jojo the Dolphin. And he seems to be one of the only dolphins that can sympathize with humans. I don't know if he was raised by humans or maybe he had one that took care of him. But all the other dolphins pretty much, they don't want nothing to do with humans. But this one, you find like a special one in a pod most times. Especially in those highly populated areas where there's a lot of tourists that feed him and pay attention to him. You know, they kind of, they they disown their pod and say, fuck you guys, I'm going to stay here and have a blast, you know. And sometimes they don't. But, anyways, Jojo is completely fine with just living around all the tourists and getting all the attention. And sometimes he goes off and swims with different pods, but... You know, when he swims in with three other dolphins, like I said, they don't want nothing to do with humans. But he'll come up and uh, come right up to you. Anyways, this guy was being pulled behind this boat by this wing. And the dolphin was swimming right along next to him underwater. And he kind of angled the board up and come up out of the water. And then he pushed back down on the board and go back down in the water. And then you pull back up on it and come back up out of the water. Kind of like dolphins do, you know. 
they go down and they come up and they and it was really crazy and iconic to see the dolphin right next to him doing the same thing a human and a dolphin swimming together and I think the dolphin enjoyed it he obviously enjoyed it for a good amount of time and then it's like the dolphin kind of knew that he was trying to get a video of it too because he stuck around for a while and then eventually after he got the good footage he looked back over behind his shoulder and looked at the dolphin and the dolphin looked over at him and they kind of smiled at each other and he took off so he's like okay you know you got your footage now it's time for me to go home <laughs> really awesome experience um, that you can't get at SeaWorld you know <clears throat> there was another story about how dolphins had um, protected these humans from sharks they do it all the time sharks and whales dolphins will kill other animals over humans like it's really weird it's like dolphins and humans have this bond like this human and dolphin bond I don't know why a lot of scientists say it's because dolphins have um, they use ultrasound like radio waves when they click with their mouth and squeak with their beak you know the tip of their nose they're really transmitting a frequency through the water kind of like a bat kind of like sonar and when it comes back to them they can they can basically they have x-ray vision they can see all your bones in your body and it reminds them of dolphins because the body structure of dolphins also have bones in them too and it kind of resembles a human body kind of resembles a dolphin to a dolphin you know they don't really know they just know it's got bones in it it has a heartbeat it's warm-blooded it, it, it is you know like us you know it's one of us we're gonna leave it alone but when dolphins attack other species like baby seals and they are vicious they do not care they will smack a baby seal right out of the water right in the face with their tail and kill it they they're really vicious dolphins can be really ugly um, especially when they get a whole pod together that are assholes and they got three of them that are you know anywho I think if somebody was to get smacked in the face with a tail from a dolphin coming up out of the water it would probably knock them out so anyways I've seen many times when uh, a dolphin had seen a pregnant woman uh, she was in the water and she was pregnant and the dolphin came up to her belly and again it has x-ray vision so it seemed that there was another being inside the womb you know and it could hear the baby's heartbeat in the water you know which you know it knew that it's kind of like dolphins you know dolphins carry their babies inside of their stomachs too so 
they, they became really sympathetic to this lady that was pregnant. They didn't want to kill her and, you know, snatch the baby out of her stomach. <laughs> so there's, there's a bond when it comes to dolphins and humans. And dolphins will protect humans from sharks. And I seen one where there was a hammerhead shark and three dolphins came in fast as hell down at an angle and they kept chirping at it squeaking at it and it would take off and then it would come back around and they'd come back at it from another way and squeak at it and squeak, scare it off again and eventually it came down to the point where they got it back away from the human pretty at a pretty good distance and uh, if he would have came back in I'm sure those dolphins would have probably killed that shark so <clears throat> and it's not really hard to do uh, you know if you get on YouTube or National Geographic dolphins love killing sharks they love it they come down from underneath when the sharks least expecting it and they smash into the bottom of them at like 30 or 40 miles an hour they break all their ribs and shit. And then uh, knock the wind out of them. Yeah. And then the whole pod goes nuts. And they usually end up eating the shark. So <laughs> it's really kind of ugly, I'm telling you. But those waters over there on those videos are just absolutely gorgeous gorgeous and um, so I, I do want to go down to the Keys to Florida Keys I've always wanted to go down there um, thought about driving down there with the van and then I thought about you know waiting until I save up to get my boat and maybe I'll still go down to the Keys you know but maybe I'll do both maybe I'll go down with a van one time and go down with the boat the next time but I think it would be awesome to be able to take my boat out there to the Florida Keys and um or to the Bahamas and go dur during hurricane season. You know, those waves aren't going to get over 30 foot. More than likely. And, you know, yeah, there's going to be high wind, but you'll be fine. As long as you're anchored down right and you got a big enough boat, you're going to go right up over those waves. And I, I feel like it's it, it would be fun. It would be quite an experience. It's kind of like going storm chasing and you're driving right behind the tornado in Kansas. You know, it's the thrill of actually doing it. And, yeah, I mean, you haven't seen it all until you've seen it all. And, yeah, it's nice to go over to Europe and see Venice or uh, to see uh, the UK and many other 
countries. It's it's great, but like I said earlier, you're living in paradise down there, and uh, you got to deal with a day or two of high winds and some seas, but it's just like a thrill to me. I I think it would be great. I think it would be awesome. They actually have a gas station <laughs> down there um, in the Florida Keys. It's a Shell gas station. And I was joking around with my coworker today, and I said, what if I got a job at that gas station? It would be the greatest job ever. I said, I don't care. I mean, I, I would stay down there and uh, live working at that gas station till I died, you know. They got a McDonald's down there. They got many different restaurants down there. Um, it just seems like a great place. Not very big, but big enough to be able to have the luxuries of having a McDonald's, but also having paradise at your fingertips, you know. I don't see any other place that I'd rather be. And I've always wanted to go to the Florida Keys and take pictures of the sunsets and just lay in a hammock drinking pina coladas. Just sounds like paradise to me. Now, I still got plenty of other things to see and do here in America um, with van life. And I'm going to be kind of limited for a certain amount of time <clears throat> until I can save up enough money. But I'm going to be very limited on what I can do. Because if I'm living in Nevada, for example, I can't go all the way to Washington State up north and explore there for a week or two or three or four weeks when I have a job still down in Nevada. So... Now maybe if I got vacation like I do now, I could take a week or two and do just that. But I don't know. Until we get to that point, I'm not going to worry about it. But like I said, I I think this guy might have spent like less than $30,000 on this boat. And it had problems wrong with the engine. But like I said, he guided the engine, took it out, and then put an electric drive engine in it. So, <clears throat> so he said he's been living in it for five years. And the only thing that he's had to buy, really, is groceries at different ports. That's it. He doesn't have to pay for gas because it's electric and he's got solar panels. He's got like five kilowatt hours of energy, which is huge. And um, they got freshwater tank on board, and um, they did have a fuel tank on there that held like 100 or 200 liters. I don't know. Um, 
But then, like I said, they've got enough food on board to last them for months. So, even if you didn't have any money coming in, let's say the end of the world came, there were no jobs to have, and you just took your boat out there, fully loaded with food and fuel or water, you could last months or even maybe a whole year um, off of one load, off of one, uh, what I like to call, the one and done. You just go and fill up with all the supplies that you need. And not only are you jam-packed full to the gills, but it adds more weight to the boat, which I feel like... Um, makes it to where the boat um, floats and steers through the waves better anyways if it's more heavier it's got more of a center of gravity so <clears throat> anyways for 30 grand or less to get a sailboat in my opinion and then to outfit it with the solar and the electric drive it's just Phenomenal. Like I said, you can go to Europe, you can see Greece, you can see Italy, you can see Africa, wherever you want to go for six months to a year and not spend a dime on gas. That is crazy. No rent, no gas, no electric bill. You just get free solar power from the sun. And if you have a water machine on your uh, boat where it makes it takes in salt water and turns it into fresh water, you'll have never-ending fucking fresh water. So, if you're stranded out there, let's say your motor quits and you're stranded out there in the fucking sun in the Bermuda Triangle or over in the Bahamas, you'll have enough water to last you for until somebody comes and rescues you. You'll have never endless water and never endless electricity. <laughs> so it just seems like a good investment to have. Something that's gonna last you till the end of time. I mean as long as you take care of it. It'll, end you, it'll last you forever. And I've always wanted a houseboat. You know, I've seen people that lived on like Lake Mead or in different lakes on houseboats. And I'm like, eh, it's not the same. It's still kind of got that boat feeling to it. But living in a houseboat versus living on a ship in the ocean is different. And at first I was really kind of scared I still won't go into water that I can't see dark water or murky water or anything that's not clear I'm not getting in it if I can't see so many meters ahead of me I'm not getting in it because you never know when there's a fucking shark or a tiger shark uh, tiger sharks when they bite they don't let go so you have one of those fuckers right beneath your boat and then you jump in there, you know. So, especially off the coast of Africa, if you're dropping anchor off the coast of Africa, there's sharks everywhere. 
So, anyways, um, there's going to be like sharks in the Bahamas and Key West and stuff that you're going to see from time to time. You might see one. But as long as it stays at its distance and it doesn't turn towards you, you don't really have to worry about anything. And as long as you carry a dive knife with you and a spear gun or a, uh, I call them wrist rockets, but it's literally a spear on a sling and you kind of pull it back and it, it looks like a cane pole or um, it looks like a, those sticks that they use for skiing, you know that they stick in the ground, but it's got like an elastic strap on it, and when you pull it back, and you let go of it, the spear, it's like a spear gun, kind of, so, in certain countries, they won't let you fish with anything but that, if you're a foreigner, and you go to the Bahamas, you can't fish with a spear gun, you have to fish with the wrist spear, so, Anyways, um, which I'm fine with that, you know, but I'm not going to be getting in the water too much anyways, and if it is, it's on the coast, I'm going to be paying attention to what's around me, and generally, I'd like to have somebody that's going to be there with me, you know, um, hopefully by then, I've found a mate or got a friend or a roommate or something that wants to go with you know I'm gonna have to have somebody else out there for just in case the shit hits the fan you know um, and I'm not gonna be worried too much about pirates or anything like that because I'm gonna have guns on deck um, pepper spray um, ballistic claymores with rubber balls in it. We're going to have all that shit. So, we're going to have a loud-ass horn, too, for such a small boat. I'm going to have, like, a... You know those horns that they have on, like, shipping container ships? Like, the loudest ones that you can get? I'm going to have one of those mounted on my boat. So, if somebody gets too close to me, I'm going to set that off. And it's pretty much going to, like, shake their soul. So, and then I'm going to have these bright ass lights on my ship. When I flip them on, you're going to be able to see like 360 degrees all the way around. And it's going to be the brightest thing in the fucking ocean that you can see for miles. <laughs> like, I'm going to see you, and you're not going to be able to see me because it's so bright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean if I gotta take a little dinghy out there and have somebody man the ship and I have to go out there with a fucking assault rifle and shoot somebody in the face to leave me the fuck alone and then throw them out in the ocean that's what's gonna happen you know it's international waters and I'm not gonna be threatened so I'm off the coast of fucking the Bahamas and somebody tries to come and rob me in the middle of the night, they're gonna die. Period. 
sinking their boat, shooting them in the face, probably, if I can, and they're not going to make it out of there. So, and then when somebody else comes along, like the police or whatever, from whatever fucking country it is, I'm going to say, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm out here drinking tea, and I haven't seen anybody come by here for a few hours. Nope, haven't heard any gunshots. I've been out here fishing. Heard some lightning over there in the distance, but haven't heard any gunshots. <laughs> Seriously, that that's how it would be. And like I said, I'd tie your ass up with rope and throw you out there. And after so many minutes... And you didn't come up, I know you're dead. After like four minutes to seven minutes, you're dead. So, if you don't come up within seven minutes and I don't have to shoot you again, then I would say, uh, I did my job. <laughs> you know, I would never want to have to do that to somebody. But if it came down to it, and I'm in the middle of the fucking ocean with nobody to come to my aid, I'm going to defend myself. It's just like being on land, you know. You don't fuck with me, you don't come and try and kill me or take my property, or then you won't have anything to worry about. But when you jump aboard my ship and try to rob me, you are a threat. And you know what happens with threats. <laughs> something I'm really thought about, you know, I'm not fucking around. I'm not fucking around. I'm really considering it. And, like I said, I used to see people that would, uh, sail the world and Go on these little trips around the world, and I was like, yeah, 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 what's that crap, you know? And then as I got older, I'm like, man, it sounds like fun. You know, who the fuck doesn't want to go to Italy for a week in their own boat? And I have to pay for a hotel, you know? Like, come on over to another country and you find somebody that you fall in love with and you, she's like I want to get married okay well I've got a boat where I can take you back to America you don't have any money just get on my boat you know you don't have to pay for a plane ticket or you know a hotel you don't have to wait for a passport just get on my boat and we'll get you all squared away eventually. Shit. If I like you, I'll take you back to America. <laughs> if I hate you and you don't make the cut, then I'm taking, we're going to float our ass right back to the country that you came from and I'm dropping you off. <laughs> oh, Lord. Lordy, Lordy. <laughs> You've got a you've got a uh, probationary period for five years. <laughs> I 
get get some Italian girl or some Venezuelan girl or something. Oh my gosh. She might cut your head off while you're sleeping. You'd be like, <laughs> you you go sleep over here and I'll go sleep over here. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> I never understood that people that sleep in different uh, sleeping quarters or bedrooms whatever you want to call it I guess it's really popular in the south um, Louisiana North Carolina whenever I went to go visit my uh, family in North Carolina my aunt and my uncle, I guess, because he was with her, um, my Aunt Wanda slept in a different room than my Uncle Ross, and they were together, they were a couple, they were married, I think, um, but they slept in two separate bedrooms, and I'm like, that is just weird, that's weird, you know, like, if I'm married to you, you're sleeping in the fucking same bed as me. Period. Stupid to go and sleep in another bedroom, you know, when you're married. It's somebody that you should be able to trust your life with, trust your soul with, trust your body with. And if you can't sleep next to them and trust them enough, then what the fuck are you even doing, you know? I don't, I don't get it, honestly. I don't get a lot of things. I don't understand a lot of things. Like, um, you know, you get these men that are in these relationships with these females, and they're all like, well, I don't know what went wrong, man. I don't know how I can save my relationship. And you got the girl that's always pissed at the dude. And the dude's trying to save his relationship and don't know how he can make it better. Well, there's only two ways. Well, there's only two outcomes. Let's put it that way. One, you're going to be able to fix it. And two, no matter what you do, you're not going to be able to please her no matter what because from the get-go she hasn't cared about you anyways and all she cares about is your money that's a possibility but anyways anyways nine times out of ten if you try um, to be a little bit more thoughtful a little bit more sweet maybe you cook her dinner for two nights out of the week and you take her out you know, on the town for some drinks or something. Maybe go play some pool or go over to a friend's house and play bags and talk. You know, you, something. You got to be able to get out of the house and do something at least every couple months. At least every couple months. But you got these dudes that are like, they don't do shit. They literally sit around all day, every day. They don't do nothing. Some of them get wrapped up and busy in work, or some of them are just lazy and are inconsiderate and don't think about what their girlfriend or their wife thinks, you know? They're like, fuck them. I don't care. 
that bitch is gonna suck my dick later, you know, like, I do not care what, if that bitch wants to go see Elvis Presley this weekend. You know? <clears throat> There's dudes out there that are like that. They don't care about nothing except getting their dick wet, living off their baby's mom, driving their car around. Let's face it, I've seen it all the time. All the time. Like, every day. I work at a gas station, so... The most disgusting part is that the women actually let them get away with it. Like, they like it. They like being treated like shit. They're like, this motherfucker just told me he's the fattest, ugliest bitch that I've ever, that he's ever been with. And then they're like, but I love him and I can't let him go. Like, bitch, what is wrong with you? Let his ass go, cut the fucking line, and then go masturbate and rub one out. You'll be fucking better. Shit. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be lonely. I can't, I can't, I can't even think about being alone. You know, I've been alone for years now, at least five to eight years. It's been a while. Um, I had a couple flings here and there, but, you know, no serious, nothing serious in like five to eight years. And I had people that asked me that too, you know, how the fuck do you do that? How can you go without fucking pussy? Well, <laughs> you gotta be a strong man. First of all, you got to know how to please yourself before you can please anybody else. Let's just say that. But with that aside, you know, as long as, you know, there's a lot of times when I get urges. There's a lot of times when I can keep them at bay, you know. And the point is, I'd rather be alone and single and not have anybody to love than to be with somebody who says that they love me and treat me like shit. And be fucked over, and then, oh, you get, you, you fuck them, and you knock them up, and you get kids with them, and then, oh, they want to take you for everything that you're worth, until you die, you know, like, so there's a few different reasons why I like to be single, or, um, I like not having a quote-unquote girlfriend, or, you know, if you want to be friends with benefits, that's perfect. You want to come over, hang out, eat, watch movies, fuck, and all that, that's fine. But when you um, <clears throat> start becoming possessive, mentioning uh, marriage and kids, and you start moving all your shit in, you know, that's too much, in my opinion. I like having my own space. I like... You know, there's nothing wrong with your girlfriend's got her own apartment and you've got your own apartment. She's got a key, you've got a key. There's nothing wrong with that. But nowadays, everybody thinks, oh, I gotta move in with my boyfriend or oh, my girlfriend has to move in. I don't know why, but 
I think it'd be really cute to have an apartment where the boyfriend lives upstairs and the girlfriend lives downstairs and they got a key to each other's place. One night when it's raining, you can go upstairs and stay the night with him, and next night when it's raining, he can come downstairs and stay the night at your place. You know what I mean? It just sounds like a win-win deal. You guys are fighting, you can just fucking keep your doors locked. You know what I mean? Take the key from him and fucking tell him piss off until I come back and speak to you. <laughs> I think that's great. You both have your own space. You got room to grow. You know. Does that work nowadays? Well, not really nowadays, but... I wish it did. I was riding over here, uh, past this restaurant that's right by my house the other day. I was heading to work. I was riding Dale, the bright yellow Cannondale that I have. Riding my bike on the way to work, and I went past this restaurant, and there were these girls sitting out front. And I'm pretty sure one of the girls was the worker there that I've seen in the past. And she is smoking hot. She is gorgeous. But she's one of those ones that she thinks that she's Miss Goody Two-Shoes and nothing's good for her. And she seems like she's kind of snooty, you know. I don't know. I've never met her. You know, she could be down to earth and really chill and laid back, maybe smoke a little bit of weed. I don't know her, you know, but whenever I went in there to pick up my horseshoe at that restaurant, she just seemed kind of snooty and uh, conceited, you know, cocky, but not really cocky. It's kind of like the girl version of cocky is being conceited, but anyways, I rode past there and you just heard... I heard out of the corner of my ear. She said, oh, Lordy. Or she kind of whistled. And then you could hear her say, oh, he's cute. Or something like that. It was something along those lines. But Or she said, well, I think what she said was she whistled and then she said, now that's what I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure that's what she said. I don't know. But either way, it's all kind of creepy and kind of cheesy. and It's not really the way that you get a man's attention, you know. Not in my opinion. But anyways, I was heading out. It was still light out that day. And I came back, and it was dark out, and I rode past the same spot and there's this girl sitting outside on the sidewalk and she's smoking a cigarette and she's kind of on her phone but I think it was the same girl and I when I approached her she seen that yellow bike and she looked kind of like she was embarrassed and she went inside or she at least walked back to the building and wasn't out on the sidewalk and I think it's because she was embarrassed, you know, but if she would have approached me differently and said, hey, you know, 
if that was her and she seen me riding by, she could have stopped me that night and said, hey, you know, I didn't really mean what I said, but my name is such and such, you know. I don't know. Women are just weird. Some of them are perverts and some of them are just straightforward. And then some of them are like, when you're straightforward, they're like, you, you're a perv. You got, you got the wrong idea, you know. So I just keep it like I'm indifferent. I don't really care. If you want to talk to me, cool. If you don't, cool. I don't really give a fuck. And that, that pretty, that works, you know. It, it brings a pretty good vibe. You get those one girls that, like I said, they just want attention and shit. And when you let them know that that shit's not going to work on you, they're like, oh, okay, well. And they either fix it and they start acting right or you fucking kick them to the curb and then you find the next one. So, either way. But I hate to cut this one short, but I'm sitting at the 50 minute mark and I'm about to go over my limit and I still got to eat some food and smoke a little bit and do some other stuff. So anywho, I guess I'm going to go ahead and end this one. And I'll probably be making a podcast tomorrow, uh, since I've been banned on Facebook again. So, it was real, it was fun, but it wasn't real fun. See Jizzle and the Wizzle signing off.